this tonight. Really, really important lesson. This is going to be so simple. It's ridiculous how simple this, this, this lesson is going to be. But it is so profound because we're really struggling with it. Uh, it is something very, very, very important that we all need to get tonight. Uh, I really wish, I really wish uh, I would have made early plans to have the young people in on this one, but I may uh, uh, do this again with them uh, uh, down there one day, possibly, uh, because it's such an important issue and something we all deal with. Uh, we're going to be dealing with heart matters. Say that with me. Heart Say it again. Heart matters and how important it is for us to guard our heart and 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 how the heart has such so much to do with every area of our life every area that that God is concerned with he cares about our heart say amen right there I want you to look in Proverbs chapter number four and we're going to begin reading in verse number 20 uh, verses 1 through 19 deal primarily uh, with uh, him reminding us of the blessings and the benefits of wisdom and how we should uh, do everything we can to gain wisdom, to get wisdom, to search out wisdom, to secure wisdom. And then he begins the instruction that I really want to deal with tonight uh, in verse number 20. And uh, so let's look in Proverbs 20, excuse me, Proverbs 4, verse 20, and we'll begin reading. Have you found your spot? Say amen. amen. It says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and heal health to all their flesh. Now read this with me. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Read it again. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on. Let that, in other words, in other words, be careful where you're putting your eyes. Look straight on. Uh, there are so many things in life that gets us uh, uh, distracted, that gets us to look where we ought not. But he said, keep your eyes straight on. Let thine eyelids and look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Father, please help us tonight. This is so important, so important. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll help us to, to glean from your word, help us to focus tonight, help us to really, really pay attention. And Lord, not just, not just receive it, but apply it. God, we got to apply it. If we don't do what we hear, if we don't do what we learn, uh, we're wasting our time. We're not here to just have a, a religious experience. We're not here uh, just to, to check off the attendance list in glory. We're here to be changed. We're here to be motivated. We're here to be encouraged, Lord. We're here to be edified and, and strengthened, Lord, so we can go out and be what you'd have us to be. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come. Thank you for those that you have sent this way. Uh, Lord, they're here tonight because they want to grow. They're here tonight because they want to mature and develop into the disciples you'd call us to be. Uh, now, God, don't let them leave disappointed. Let us all leave learning and growing in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And, Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> the heart... The seat of all actions of life. Joe Stoll in the, uh, the, fan, uh, in the book Fan the Flame says this, The heart is used in Scripture as the most comprehensive term for the authentic person. It is the part of our being where we desire, deliberate, decide. It has been described as the place of conscious and decisive spiritual activity. The comprehensive term for a person as a whole. In other words, who you really are. Now everybody sees what you want them to see. Everybody sees on the outside the, the impression you give or the, uh, uh, the, the image that you want to portray, but God sees the heart. The heart is the center of our being. The heart is who we really are. The heart is what we really think. And by the way, a lot of times even husbands and wives, spouses, don't really get to the other person's heart. Because we're masters at hiding. We're masters at putting up a front. We're masters at putting out there what we want people to think about us, what we want people to see, and, 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 and how we want them concerned about who we are. But God sees the heart. Say amen. Now look, 
it says this, uh, our feelings, our desires, our passions, our thought, the understanding and will, the center of a person, the place which God turns to. Proverbs 23, 7 says this, for as he thinketh in his so is he. Say that with me. As he thinketh in his, so is he. 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance. This is when, this is when Samuel was searching for the, the, the next king of Israel. And he is there with Jesse and all of Jesse's sons and, and all the ones that, that look the part. All the ones that man would have picked. All the ones that, that, that man would look upon and say, yep, that's the next king. That's the one that, that has the stuff. That's the one that needs to be picked. God bypassed every one of them because God was looking more than their height. God was mo looking more than the outward appearance. God was looking at the heart. He was looking at the center of their being. He said, look not on the countenance or on the height of a stature. Because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as a man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance. But the Lord looketh on the what? The heart. Now, now watch, what, watch, what Solomon, watch what Solomon instructs us in verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine your heart. Verse, verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Now, here's, here's what we want to talk about today. Number one, if, you, if, you, if you're taking notes and writing this stuff down, I want you to see, I want you to see something that, that, that's really, really important. It says, out of the heart, out of the center of our being are the issues of life. Our life is centered from our heart. Everything we see, everything we do, everything we're about, all of our, our destinations, our decisions, our destiny, if you will, is centered in our heart. God is after our heart. So, number one, I want you to see the truth that we accept. The truth that we accept. A, the issues of the heart. Let's look at some of the things that, that are matters of the heart, if you will. If you want to use that terminology, some of the things in our life that are matters of the heart. One of the most important, I say one of the most, probably the most important thing that has to do with our heart we see a if you're taking or writing this down number one salvation is of the heart salvation is of the heart what does that mean Romans 10 9 and 10 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine and shalt believe in thine that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved why for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation that's why you have a lot of people with an intellectual understanding of God and Jesus and church and all of this yet they're still lost they're still lost they can tell you the they can tell you the books of the Bible they can tell you information about Jesus they can tell you things about but they've never surrendered their heart they've never given their heart to Jesus they've never sold out to Jesus they can tell you all about him but they don't know him personally Salvation is of the heart. It is so important that we guard our... And by the way, when he says the word keep, the word keep means to guard. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But salvation is of the heart. Very important. Not only is salvation of the heart, sanctification is of the heart. Sanctification is of the heart. This, this, is, this is a major, major, major problem in Baptist churches today. Especially fundamental Baptist churches that are supposed to have all their ducks in a row and all their T's crossed and all that kind of stuff. They have a problem with this because what happens is, is they try to start cleaning and frying fish before they catch them. And we have a problem, and, I, and I'll say we, I, I'm going to put myself in, because I, I grew up in this type movement, and, 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 and they, they, they give a mean-spirited, uh, without grace attitude whatsoever, and they come to a point where I want to I wanna force you and make you and, and form you. And by the way, by the way, the Bible says this, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word transform is the word where we get the word metamorphosis which is it's metamorphio, which we get the word metamorphosis, which means a, a, a transition or a change from the inside out. But what we're doing wrong is we're trying to change people from the outside in. But Jesus always started with the heart. 
He always started with the heart. That's what got him in trouble. That's what got him in trouble with the religious crowd because he was hanging out with sinners. He was hanging out with the lost. He was hanging out with the outcasts of the world. And the, and the Pharisees and the religious crowd came and said, Listen, your, your master, he receiveth sinners. He receiveth sinners. And he's eating with them. He's hanging out with them. What, how dare he do that? Man, isn't that a great Savior we have? And the word receiveth is a threefold meaning. Look it up. It means accept, allow, and await. He accepted them where they were. He allowed them to be what they were, and he waited. He waited for them because he knew if they hung around him very long, they wouldn't be the same. Now, here's the deal. Here's my point. Here's my point. Uh, let me read a verse so, so, so you'll understand where I'm at. Turn with me. Turn with me to Matthew chapter number 23. Turn with me to Matthew chapter number 23. And, and we'll read just a couple verses here. Uh, and, and, and so we can, we can see that this is just not a ranting and a raving about something. Jesus had to deal with this problem. Matthew 23, Matthew 23, verse 25. He's speaking to Pharisees and hypocrites. Basically, if you want to put it in terminology, he was speaking to the religious crowd of that day. The people that thought they had it all together the people that thought that they were the only ones that God approved of, the people that thought that they had, uh, 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 they had religion uh, uh, and, and had a monopoly on it, and Jesus was telling man, y'all got a list of rules, but you don't know the Redeemer. And this is, this is his discussion with them, and this is what he says about them. Verse 25, verse 25, are you there? Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrite. And by the way, hypocrite is the word, to, it means to wear a mask. It means to wear a mask. It, it means that, that what you are showing on the outside is not really what's on the inside. And he said, you hypocrites, for ye make clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is what? within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like the whitest sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and, an, uh, and of all uncleanliness. Even so ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within you're full of hypocrisy and iniquity. What is he saying? He's saying you got a heart problem sanctification, in other words, cleansing and cleaning up. When God saves you, then he sanctifies you. You go through a process of sanctification. Everybody don't get everything right right off the bat. I've heard of, I've heard of people, I've heard of people, you know, that, 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 that when the moment they got saved, the birds sounded better, the sun shone brighter, and they quit everything. But everybody's not like that. There's one thing that will be true. You will be different. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You will be different. It says they are become new. Everything may not be new right off the bat overnight, but there will be a start going that direction. Amen? Amen. But what happens is, is God begins a work on the inside. God comes in on the inside and he goes to redecorating, remodeling, removing things and getting stuff out of our life that doesn't need to be there. I'm telling you, he is very good at that. Amen? But what happens is, is people move into the church and they come in and they like the atmosphere and they like what's going on and so they change the outside to fit in with everybody else but they never change the heart. And then what happens is, is they struggle so bad to keep the outside what it's supposed to and they don't have the ability because they don't have the Holy Ghost inside of them to help them and then they get frustrated with it, and they think that this is an impossibility. This cannot be done, so they give up on the whole deal. Well, listen here. The best thing to do is don't try to change anything on the outside. Just come to God just like you are and say, God, whatever I am, I'm yours. If you'll do with me whatever you see fit, he'll start working from the inside out. <laughs> Sanctification is a heart thing. It's a heart thing, and, 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 and before y'all get to all clapping and everything, it's going to get worse for us over with, so y'all, you might want to hold on on to that. Uh, uh, modesty is a heart issue. It's a heart issue. Uh, 
our outward expression, our, our vocabulary, things of that nature, it's a heart issue. Say, prove it. Watch this. Watch this. Look back in your notes now. Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, verse 43. For a good tree, and by the way, I'm all for clapping, by the way. I'm just warning you, it's going to get worse. Amen. I, I like every time when y'all get with me and, and y'all say amen and clap, that's like saying sick them to a bulldog. I'm telling you, I, I like it. But I'm just saying it's, it's going to get worse, all right? Luke 6, verse 43. For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bringeth forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own. Y'all, y'all, you getting that? An apple tree don't make oranges. Are y'all with me? A pear tree doesn't, doesn't make apples. I mean, it's whatever's on the inside is what's going to come out. You don't put corn kernels in the ground and get tomatoes. Are you with me? Now watch. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of the thorns men do gather figs, or, or for of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. Now read this with me. Read this with me. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is that which is and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is for now watch here it goes for of the of the his all right let's let's do it this way let's do it this way and I hope everybody can see this but if you can't just do the best you can and you can walk up here later all right now What is this right here? Out of the heart. In other words, what comes out of your mouth and the things that you do, the activity you partake in comes from your... Now, we're going to add something to that in just a minute that's going to make a whole lot of sense. I mean, it's just going to click in your brain how that works. Now, a lot of times, a lot of times we try to well, I've got a good heart. I may do this, and I may say that, and I may, but I've got a good heart. Trust me, what's on the inside will come out. And usually it'll come out more and faster and in a more extreme way when you're under pressure. Now, a lot of us have, have mastered the ability to hide the stuff we don't want nobody else to see. Until they turn the. Now, sometimes, sometimes, God's talking tonight, people, because I'm telling you, this is not in the notes, but it's coming. It's coming. Sometimes God will turn the pressure up so that we can see what we're hiding. Because sometimes we have gotten so good at it, we don't even realize what's really there. And something may slip. We may have an anger issue. We may have something that comes out of our heart, and we don't even, what, where'd that come from? And God's saying, see, I allowed that situation to come in your life so you could see what's really there. You could see that bitterness that's really there. You could see that anger that's really there. You could see that resentment that's really there. You could see that lust that's really there. Sometimes we think we've got it together. And we and 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 not and, and being listen, totally innocent in the deal, we're thinking, hey, we're, I'm hey, I, I've got this down now. I'm I'm doing good. And God'll let something come in to show what's really in the heart. And and you know, when people get bent out of shape about issues in the Bible. Let's just use giving. We're, we're, we've been in two or three weeks of giving, uh, and they say, "Well, I just uh, I got a, you don't have a you don't have a problem, but nothing that's not in the heart. It's a heart problem. Where your treasure is, there will your and and the same goes with anything else. If I can give you chapter and verse, if I can give you chapter and verse for something, and you get upset about it, there's a heart problem. You with me? Now, what's the point? The point is this, 
you got to guard your heart. Your heart is so, so, so important. This is why I want to talk to young people about this. Because I've heard people say, well, I just, the heart just wants what the heart wants. How many of y'all have ever heard that? You can't tell the heart who to love. Here's what's happened. You've left your heart unguarded. And you've allowed the wrong person to attract your attention and to get your heart. If you keep your heart guarded, the people that are wrong, the people that have the wrong behavior and the wrong activity and the wrong attitude, they can't get near you because you, you keep them. I saw a cool, a cool saying, uh, I think it was on Facebook or something, that said, uh, let the person who is after your heart have to be so close to God because God's got your heart. And if they come after you, they have to go through God to get to you because God has your heart. And the problem is, is we leave our heart unguarded. We don't guard our heart. And, and, and God wants our heart. God wants the center of who we are. God wants our real person. And sanctification is a matter of the heart. It's a matter of the heart. Because I promise you this, what's on, the, what's on the inside will begin to reflect on the outside. Why is this so important? Why, why am I stressing this so, such, so? I have seen so many people change who they were and what they were because of what somebody up here was saying. And then the next person that came in, maybe a new pastor or a new person come in, and, and then they changed according to what his opinion was because it was all an outward deal. It was all a, a, a list of you gotta, you got to wear this or you got to cut your hair this way or you got to do this, this, and this. And it was an outward deal. It didn't have anything to do with conviction in the heart. And if it didn't have anything to do with conviction in the heart, it won't last. And it will change with the next person that comes in and gives you a new list. And when I, I used that word a while ago about be not conformed, too many churches and too many pastors are trying to conform people to who they are, not to who Jesus is. I mean, I mean, I wish I could go into detail, y'all, but I don't have time. But trust me on this. I don't want you to be me. I want you to be like Jesus. I got issues. Let's read the book and be like Jesus. Because, see, if I leave and somebody else comes in, you're still with the book. Are y'all with me? And that doesn't mean that I don't need to be a good example. I need to be a good example. And I need to lead and be and look and the whole deal like the Word says. But I want you to do it from the heart, not, not from an outward submission to what you think a leader should say. I want the Bible to affect your heart. I want it to get so deep into your heart that it changes everything about you. Everything. God wants our heart. Now, salvation is a heart issue. Sanctification. Uh, Isaiah, where's Brother Buchanan? Brother Buchanan, Isaiah 29, 13. Watch what this says. And uh, uh, Brother Jeff, you've got Daniel 1a. You got that ready? Go ahead and read yours. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you see what he's saying? They're, they're, they're talking about me. They're bragging about me. They're flattering me. They're, they're trying to look good on the outside. He said their heart's far from me. Their heart's far from me. Now watch what Daniel, watch what the book of Daniel says about what Daniel and his relationship with God was like. Daniel, I think it's 1.8. Okay. Here's, here's what that's about. Uh, he was taken into captivity. Daniel was taken into captivity. And the king was wanting them to eat and partake of stuff that was forbidden to Daniel and his, his uh, 
uh, friends that came out of out or came into captivity with them, and they said, "No, this is not good. This is not what God has called us to do. We are to be separate. We are to be set apart." And this is how it's worded. I love the way it's worded. It said, "Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself." In other words, he made up his mind in his heart. He wanted to serve God from his heart. God had his heart. No matter what the outward influence was, no matter what the outward uh, pressure was, if you will, God had his heart. And as long as God has your heart, you're going to be okay. But you got to do it on purpose. On purpose. Now, watch this. Watch this. Salvation is a hard issue. Sanctification is a hard issue. How many of y'all can see that by now? It's a hard issue. Sanctification is a hard issue. God wants our heart. He wants to start from the inside out. He wants to work from the inside out. If he does start working on the inside, you will see it on the outside. But if we, in our human means, start working on somebody from the outside and we don't get the inside right, they will be just like Pharisees and hypocrites. This is so modern. I know I'm reading out of the Bible, but I'm telling you, there are so many people in church pews today that they look like, man, they look like Sunday morning Joe on the outside, but they're wicked as hell itself on the inside. Because they've learned to put up the facade, and they gossip, and they talk about people, and they're arrogant, and they're bitter, and all of these things. And God says, you're just like them graves that look good on the outside and are full of dead men's bones. Listen. It's a hard issue. Sanctification. Then three, write this down. Salvation is a hard issue. Sanctification is a hard issue. But service is a hard issue. Service is a hard issue. He's speaking in Matthew 23, verse 5 again. He's speaking about the Pharisees and the way they did their their worship, the way they did their service, the way they did their prayers. And this is what he says about them. In Matthew 23, 5, he says, but all of their works they do for to be what? Seen of men. In other words, it's an outward deal. All right? Colossians 3.22. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of what? Heart, fearing God. And whatsoever ye do, do it, do it. Heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. In other words, do it from your heart. God wants us to serve him from his heart. And he goes into even, even more detail, even more detail in Revelation chapter number 2 when he's dealing with the church of Ephesus. In Revelation chapter 2, he tells them, and he, and he, and he puts a list out there. He says, man, you're, you're, you're not putting up with sin you're laboring, you're toiling, you're working hard. I mean, you're doing this, you're doing that. And, and, and when you look down that list, if, if we were to look at that, said, man, they got it going on. That's a pretty good church right there. They're busy, they don't put up with sin, and I mean, they, they got everything that you would want. But then Jesus says this, but I have somewhat against thee. I have somewhat against thee. Why? Because thou hast left thy first You know what he's saying? Simply this. You're not doing it from the heart anymore. You've left your first love. You see, when Ephesus was started, when Ephesus began, they were a fireball soul winning station. They was going after people like crazy, and they were reaching people. They loved God. They loved others, and they served both. They had a heart for God. They had a heart for people. But somewhere along the way, uh, it became routine. It became, and it got to a place where they were doing what they were doing because they had to do it, because maybe nobody else would do it. They were still doing it. They were still working. They were still laboring. They were still serving God, but they were not doing it from the heart. And God cares more about why you do what you do, not just what you do. You've left your first love. You've left your first love. Man, there was, a, there was a fire kindled before, but now it's routine. There was, there was, a, there was a passion before, and now it's gone out. What, what? You've left your first love. Then he says this, remember from whence thou art fallen, return and do thy first works, or else I will come quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place. What does that mean? The candlestick in the Old Testament 
was in the holy place of the tabernacle. When you first walked into the first section of the holy place, there was a compartment here, and then you went behind the veil, and that's where the holy of holies was that the high priest could only go in once a year. But in the holy place, they had the, the table of showbread, the altar of incense, and the, uh, and the, uh, uh, the golden candlestick. And that candlestick was to have uh, beaten olive oil brought by the people, and it was to burn continuously. There was no natural light allowed in this place, only light from that candlestick, which represented the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And what's the point? Jesus is saying to the church of Ephesus, he said, unless you repent and you come back to where you're supposed to be, unless you get your heart right, I will come and remove that candlestick. I will remove the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? There's churches operating today, and they're going on just like they've always gone on, and they have no idea that the presence of God is not there, the power of God is not there. There's so much in a routine that everything is the same as it always was, and there's no power of God because they've left their first love. It's not about the heart anymore how many of y'all how many of y'all have watched uh, have watched people play play ball in sports and there comes that moment in the game when they lose and you can tell they just give up I'm not going to go into detail about it, but I witnessed one of them games the other day. And there was just that moment, and it it was like all the air went out of the balloon, all the the enthusiasm, all the excitement, all the the drive, and all of that. And, And when they lost heart, it was just, and they got killed. Do you know how quick, that can take place in your walk with God and how quick that can happen in the service of the Lord if we don't make sure and guard our heart keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life out of it are the issues of life everything in life is from our heart now here's the deal how many, of y'all, how many of y'all believe and agree that the heart is very, very important? And Jesus cares about our heart. So what do we do? Satan's after your heart. The world is after your heart. Materialism is after your heart. All, the, all of, the, all of the, the promotions on TV, all of the advertisements on TV, they're after your heart. Say, so why, why are they after our heart? Because where your treasure is, there where your they tug at your heart with hobbies. They tug at your heart with, with sad pictures. It's amazing. It's amazing. They can pay $4 million for a commercial but can't feed a kid. I don't, I don't understand that. But what will they do? They will put pictures on there to get to your, your heart. And everybody's after your heart. That's why he says guard it. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Now, this is the task. Number one was the truth, the truth we got to accept. But then number two, the task we have to attempt. We got to guard it. He says, keep thy heart with all diligence. And the word keep there means to guard. It means to guard. We need to protect it. We need to guard it. We need to be there. Whatever we do, we need to guard our heart. Jesus has our heart. Jesus has our heart. Now, here's a couple of things I want you to write down. Look in verse number, let me get back to Proverbs here. Uh, I want you to look uh, in verse number 20. Proverbs 4, verse number 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine thine unto my sayings. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine. Let them not depart from thine. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Now watch this. We saw... We saw the, the uh, let's see, what did I say? The issues of the heart, but B, write this down, the influences on the heart. We saw what comes out of the heart. We saw how the heart affects areas of our life, salvation, sanctification, our service, our socialization. 
how we deal with other people, the words that come out of our mouth, our behavior, if you will. All right, out of the heart issues these things. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. All right, now, but watch, watch what affects the heart. There's two things we just read. Our eyes and our ears. This goes in here. Your eyes and your ears are a gateway to your heart. Now watch. Now watch. This is what comes in and this is what goes out. But this is the control center. Now, what does that mean? Watch this. Lamentations 3, 5, 51. Mine eye affecteth mine heart. How many of y'all have seen, a, seen a, a, a puppy or something on the side of the road and said, aww. How many of y'all, be honest now, how many of y'all seen maybe a video somebody put on Facebook and you had a tear in the eye? Maybe the soldier son that come home and surprised mama and mama opened the door and the soldier Joe was there and, and I cry every time. I don't care y'all hard-hearted people. I'm going to cry. Amen. <laughs> I seen the one where the, where the soldier come home and the dog went bananas and just jumped. Yeah, man, I cried. I just, yeah, I did. I had tears running off my face. I'm telling you, it just, why? My eye affects my heart. The things, you, and, and it can work in several ways. It can work in several ways, not just for that part. Listen, it could be, I can see something that, that requires justice and makes me angry. Some of the images I've seen from the bombings and, and all of that stuff, you can't tell me you didn't watch those towers fall and it did not affect your heart. Your eye will affect your heart. Now, Proverbs 4.25, he says, he warns him, let thine eyes look right on. It's kind of like this. I, I, I can appeal to the men on this one. Uh, uh, you're sitting there, and, 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 and you're focused on the newspaper. You're sitting at the, the, the booth at the restaurant, and, 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 and this pretty lady walks by who, who's never been to church and heard about modesty, so she ain't got enough clothes on to cover a good blue jay. And you're sitting there. And, 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 and she comes walking by, and you catch a glance, and there it is. In all its glory. And, and, and God says, look straight on, boy. Are y'all with me? That's what it's talking about. There's some things that the devil, and by the way, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And God says, you've got to keep your focus. You've got to watch it. Because whatever goes in your eye goes where? Straight to your heart. And it has a crazy way of staying. For instance, something you've not seen in years, I bet you. I bet you. I don't want to grow up. I'm. See there. You deserve a. Ah! Right? See, God says to guard what goes in your eyes. How many of y'all remember the little kid's song? I remember to this day, little Sunday school kid's song. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Why? Because God knows your mind will be branded by what goes in your eyes. It, you, listen, it's a straight gate right to your heart. Most men, most men, all men, let me put all men and some, some ladies, it's not as big an issue with the ladies because God did not wire you that way, but God wired all the men uh, with a, with a, uh, a, a visual uh, stimulation uh, and and so you have to be very, 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 very careful. 
Pornography is such a damaging, damaging, damaging thing in our country, and it's spreading like wildfire, and, and the addictions are becoming astronomical. And, and it's happening because we're not guarding. We're not guarding. And you don't have to, and here's, here's, how, here's how slick the devil is. You don't have to go to a triple a, a X website. You can, you can turn on a sports website and check, try to check the scores out of the game, and they got it all there beside you. Where it will tempt you to, guys, look straight on. Look straight on. And, and, and by the way, it, just because it's, it's, it's a bikini in the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, that don't make it right at all. That don't make it right at all. Because if it gets your mind off of your spouse, it's just the same. It's just the same. And all it will do is lead to other things. Keep your eyes straight on. Straight on. Why? Because what you see is going to affect your heart. And the bad part about this is, is, is you got it hid right now. But it's going to come out. It's going to come out. And, and, and we've got to be careful, not just with our eyes. We've got to be careful with our ears. Ladies and men, be careful. And, and let me back up. Let me back up. Watch what. 1 John 2, 16. 1 John 2, 16. Now, all sin is in three categories. All sin. All sin on this earth is in three categories. And it's found in 1 John 2, 16. That's why, that's why that Jesus... Uh, when it says that he was tempted in all points tempted, that Jesus, our great high priest, was in all points tempted in the wilderness, he was tempted with three things. These three things right here. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now listen, a great bit of temptation you face is brought on through your eyes. If the eyes are controlled, now watch this, this is good. If the eyes are controlled, you will eliminate one-third of the temptation. Somebody say amen. Be careful. Put, put limits. Put, put things in the way. Guard, guard, guard your eyes. Your ears. Your ears. Proverbs 4.20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine. And I'm going to help you with it because the third point, we're going to talk about those things. Uh, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Psalms 1.1. 1, 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Guard what you hear. Half of the stuff on Facebook anymore is ridiculous. And it leads to other things. It leads to other comments. It leads to other... You've got to be careful what we're feeding our heart. You can hang around the wrong people listening to the wrong things, and it's... And it's, it's, it's damaging ladies if you hang around people that criticize your husband all the time you need to get some new friends because they're not your friends if you hang around people that criticize other people in the church and criticize stuff that's going on you you don't need to hang around them because that's going to give you a critical spirit for as a man thinketh in his heart so is he i want to do everything i can to get around positive people I want to do everything I can to get around people who, who strive and who are wanting to be holy, who are wanting to be righteous. No, they're not going to be perfect, but they're trying. And what happens is, is we get around the right. I can't tell you how many people I've seen come in here, get saved, I mean get fired up for God and, and, and just, just, just go crazy on God. I mean just wide open all, and they start hanging around the wrong people. And what happens is, what happens is they have a heart for God, they have a heart to serve God. They, they love God, and they love what God has done for them. But all of a sudden, they're spending time with the wrong people, and what's coming in their eyes and what's coming in their ears goes straight into their heart, and before long, the wrong stuff starts coming out of their mouth. You know why? Because we have not guarded. We've not guarded. And, 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 and by the way, this is, something, this is something that we have to do on our own. This is something that we have to do personally. This is a personal sanctification issue that it's your responsibility to do this. 
God will not do for you what he's commanded you to do. Okay? So let's be careful. Let's guard our heart. Let's guard what goes in our heart. Now, write this down. Write this down. We're almost done. The torture's almost over. All right. Number two. The truth was, everything in life is centered in the heart. The task we attempt, number two, is to guard. Now, how do we do that? There's two ways. There's two ways we do this. A, we guard by preventing. We're going to take two, two, two aims at this, two directions that we're going to get this accomplished. We guard our hearts by preventing. Job 31, Job 31 says this. I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I think upon a mate? In other words, I've made an agreement that I'm not going to look at stuff I don't need to be looking at. I'm going to prevent it. I'm going to put preventative measures. Uh, uh, and, and, and by the way, don't, don't think that, that because one person has a bigger issue with this, uh, that, that you don't have an issue. We all have issues. Now, some may be weaker than others in, in, in a lot of areas, but we all have issues, and nobody is without needing offense. Are y'all with me? Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he. Amen? So we're going to prevent. We're going we're gonna to put blocks. We're going to do everything we can. We're going to do whatever we can to prevent our eyes from seeing the wrong stuff. Uh, you gotta. You can't even go buy a Milky Way in, in Food World without blinders going past the cosmopolitan section. Say amen. Look straight on. Amen. People think I'm shy, but I'm, I'm shy, but it, it, it's for more reason than one. Amen. Are y'all with me? You know, a lot of us don't think this is a big deal. A lot of us don't think this is a big deal. And they don't get what Jesus was trying to tell people when he says when a man lusts after a woman, looks upon a woman to lust after her, he's committed adultery in his heart already because what they didn't get is adultery don't start in the bed. It starts in the heart. We don't just, we don't just, just leave the house one day and, and leave leave uh, uh, the marriage platform and we're hip here we're uh, happily married and and, and 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 we say i do and we leave from the chapel and we just go jump in the bed with somebody else it doesn't start no 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 this is what happens this is what happens troubles and difficulties come in life and we start looking at the wrong things and we start hearing the wrong things and we start whispering and we start talking and we start flirting and we start all this stuff and it, it goes in our heart and then it comes out. What's in the heart will come out. It's a big deal. Guard it. Prevent. Do whatever you got to do. There's some of y'all need to get some people off your phone. Uh, you, you need to utilize caller ID. It is a wonderful invention. Uh, Psalms 119.36 Incline mine heart unto thy testimonies and not to covetousness. Watch this. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity and quicken thou me in the way. The word vanity there means worthless things. Lord, don't let me be looking at worthless things. Don't let me be focusing and spending my time on things that's not going to edify me and help me and encourage me. Basically saying, guard my mind by guarding my eyes. Proverbs 4.25, let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. We guard by preventing. And everybody, that's, that's, everybody knows this. Everybody knows this. this I'm, I'm preaching to the choir at this point uh, because we all know we should. Now, do we all do it? No, but we need to. We need to start. We need to start. Say amen. Now, here's what, here's what some of us don't know that's going to be really helpful to you, okay? Preventing is, is basically a defensive action. Uh, we're going to put up defenses. We're going to put up boundaries. We're going to put up fences. In, in every area of our life, wherever we find a weakness, boom, put up a fence. You might not can think of them all tonight. 
But when, when something causes you, maybe it's, it's something you're seeing on the Internet, maybe it's a, something you're passing, uh, 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 maybe it's somebody that mows that grass and, and whatever, and, and you see that, don't pass that road no more. It's as simple as that. Things come, and when things come, mark it down, make a note. Don't do that no more. Y'all with me? And this doesn't necessarily have to be, I'm, I'm using a visual, but I, this, this could have to do with alcohol. This could have to do with drugs. This could have to do with whatever your weakness is, whatever your issue is. Put up those fences. Every time you see a weakness somewhere, put up a fence and put up something that's going to keep that from taking place. Does that make sense? Now, here's the offensive. We've got to do this. We've got to do this. If, uh, uh, if the defense stays on the field the entire game, do you win? Why? You got to score. You got to score. So, in order for you to win, you have to have a good defense and you got to have a good offense. You got to have both. You can't have one or the other. And I'm going somewhere with this because this is where a lot of us are messing up. We try to hold off sin like this. But we don't do nothing on the offensive to strengthen our resolve and to strengthen our ability. Y'all with me? And so here's what we end up doing in our life. We're just sitting there hoping, oh, God, don't let me mess up. And, and we're not stronger. And we're not growing. We're not developing. We're just trying hard not to sin. Y'all with me? It's like the person that goes up to bat. Instead of saying, man, I want to hit this over the fence, he's saying, I hope I don't miss it. It's the same principle. Now watch. This is what we need to do. This is how we promote. We're going to guard our heart. We're going to guard our heart by preventing. That's the defense. We're going to put everything up we can to keep uh, our eyes right, keep our ears right, listening to the right things. Uh, uh, th that includes music. That includes people. That, in that includes gossip. We're going to get the gossip out of our life. Whatever it is that would hinder us from being what we need to be, we're going we're to put up boundaries, and we're going to put up guards. Now, but not only that, we're going to promote our safety, and we're going to promote things by three, three, three things that we're going to put in our life, we're going to inject in our life. Number one, the word. The word. Verse 20 says, my son, attend to my what? Words. My son, read it with me, my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Now think about that. Think about what he's saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. In other words, you need to be looking at them all the time. You need to be looking at them all the time. The Bible also says in Psalm 119, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. The people that neglect the word the most will have the most problems guarding their heart. Because this is the only offensive weapon God has given mankind to fight the devil with. And it's the only one we need. It's the only one that'll work. And if you're neglecting the only one there, you're going to have a real problem. Are y'all with me? Now, we're going to use the word. Then the second thing. There's a second thing. Philippians 4, 6. In your notes right there. We're going to use prayer. We're going to use prayer. Watch what prayer will do for you. Be careful for nothing. That means don't worry about nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and watch what happens. And the peace of God, that's your heart custodian right there. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, that means nobody can figure it out or explain it, shall keep. That word keep is the word guard. In the same way that that word is used here, it's used in Proverbs where we just looked at, it means that the peace of God will stand guard over your mind. It will shout, your, the peace of God shall keep your what? Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What does that mean? I'm going to read my Bible, and I'm going to spend time with God in prayer. I'm going to put up all the fences I need to put up. 
and then I'm going to read my Bible, and I'm going to get the Word of God in my heart. I'm going to inject the Word of God into my heart. I'm going to focus and put as much and saturate my heart with as much of the Word of God as I can. Then I'm going to ask God, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Help me, Jesus. Now, I don't know about y'all, but there's areas in my life I really need his help. And there's areas of my life that I beg God every day, Lord, help me with this. And there's areas that everybody in here needs to go to God and say, God, help me with this. Would you say amen? amen. Now, here's the last one. Last one. It's still in Philippians. The next verse, verse 8. First, I'm going to use the word. Then I'm going to use prayer. Then the third one's really, really, really important. Then I'm going to use focus. Focus. And you can put the word meditation, whichever one you want. I like the word focus because you hone in on something. Now watch this. Finally, brethren, after you've read the word, after you've prayed, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, what? Now, let me ask you a question, and it's going to make some of you mad, but hey, this may, this may keep you out of the divorce court. This may, this may save your marriage. Some of the things we're watching on TV or we're listening to on the radio or we're hanging out with the buds and, and talking and, 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 and jesting and all this kind of stuff, could we put this list into what's going in our ears. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, a lot of stuff that we don't think is that big a deal if it gets us thinking unholy thoughts, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Because it begins to put darkness in the area of our life that God is so concerned about. God is light. First John, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. Amen? Please take this to heart. No pun intended. Please. Because there's, listen, the divorce rate in the church is the same as the world. You know why that is? We're not guarding our heart. We're having issues, and, and, the, and the pornography level is just staggering, staggering in the church because we're not guarding our heart. Let's guard our heart. Nobody deserves your heart but Jesus. Amen? And you say, preacher, I've messed up in so many ways. Hey, it's a good day to start over good day to start over it's a good day to start putting up fences amen amen well we're gonna pray and i, I and by the way we've got uh, uh our banquet is coming up may the 11th and uh, uh we've got tickets out there they're only one dollar one dollar how how much are they one dollar all right uh and and i promise you you will get your dollar's worth say amen uh, it's kind of like the, 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 the guy that was, he was, he was kind of whining and complaining about the preacher's message and, uh, and, uh, and on the way home and the little boy from the back seat piped up and said, well, Dad, what kind of show did you expect for a dollar? Amen. So anyhow, you, we're going to have a great time. Uh, pick your tickets up. And all that's doing is just helping us know how many to prepare for. And we need everybody there. 
We need everybody there. We've got a testimony. I'm hoping I'm hoping they'll be back uh, uh, for this Sunday. But there's a couple testimonies that's already just happened that God has blessed in an incredible way this week that I cannot wait to tell you about. But I got to wait till Sunday. It is incredible what God is doing. I'm telling you. So make sure stop by, get your ticket, and uh, we'll get all set up for May the 11th. When? May the 11th, and guys, don't forget, all the guys, we will be here this Saturday in the gym, 9 o'clock, uh, 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 to go over everything that we're doing and how we're doing it, and by the way, by the way, uh, can I, can I, can I share the, the, the thing, or was you, I, I'm going to do it anyhow, because it, it, it's just, I just didn't know, hey, we secured the land, we secured the land, amen, <laughs> I mean, I mean, and I'm 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 gonna tell you, we, the 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 land that that was beside us, they they wanted uh, six hundred and something thousand uh, for about nine acres, and we were able to get five right behind us for forty thousand dollars. Let's give God praise and glory right there. Amen. Amen. That almost makes me want to do my happy dance right here. Amen. All right, but we're not. We're gonna pray, and we're gonna ask the Lord. Uh, to help us uh, uh, guard our hearts. How many of y'all are with me? Let's guard our hearts. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to come and, and, and Lord, just learn and glean. Now, help us practice this. Lord, the preaching part's easy and the hearing part's easy and the amening part's easy, but going out there and putting it to practice and, and Lord, applying this to our life, Lord, help us to do that. Help those that are weak right now. Help those that are are. are are desperately needing all these things that we talked about. God, help us to sanctify you in our heart. And Lord, give you our entire heart and our life. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. Good night, everybody. Mr.